Welcome, welcome to E Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Elise back again. E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is the first of our end of year celebration countdown pods. Before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Ja- uh, Happy New Year. It Yay. is January 1st of 2024. I don't know when you're going to hear this. You'll probably hear it like January 2nd, unless you're really super duper diehard and listen to it as soon as we drop this. But <laughs> everyone that does that, thank you. Shut up. But we are here. We are going to drop you the first one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a rough uh, New Year's. And my <laughs> ankle, my ankle hurts. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I mean, the doctor did tell me to get out and walk, so I was, and oh my gosh, my ankle. Yeah. Uh, I it it swelled up a little. I mean, the side that 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 broke didn't hurt. I think it was more of just I really haven't done anything like stood or walked on it much, and uh, I mean, I didn't fall or anything, so I was I was fine, but just kind of staying i did a lot of sitting though i would stand and then i would sit down and stand and then sit down and oh but anyway i'm all right gotta build that all leg right. back up yeah but all right <laughs> all right everyone we are here with the very first pod of 2024 for the east society and we are doing best sports moment uh best funko pop and best album and song and whatever whatever kind of pops in in between if we come up think of anything so if you think of anything man just just throw it out there but yeah definitely what do you want to start with uh i guess let's start with what for me was i guess one of the tougher ones and uh song or album do you have uh, something lined up i do are you still searching or thinking? No, or? no, I, I got something. It what was right. interesting was going through what I added to my playlist or uh, have in the library since the last year. And it's surprisingly not that much. And then I go through it. And all of it came out like previous years and whatnot like that. So the one song I did add uh, was a song from uh, Bay Area artist. And she was uh, lucky enough to get the uh, Funko Pop treatment and the uh, Funko Gold treatment. And that's uh, her. And she did a song, uh, I think... Obviously, the Warriors coming off the uh, 2022 championship, there was an idea, obviously, that they could repeat. So they enlisted her uh, to do a song for the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. And she did a single, uh, The Journey. And uh, ever since I heard that during the NBA playoffs, I added that to my playlist. It's a slower song, but it's still really good. And I like it. And like I said, surprisingly, going through um, my music, the I think the only other 
2003 release song was uh, the Heim song Home from uh, the Barbie soundtrack. I added that also, and that would have been an easy one for me, obviously, uh, Heim, but uh, thought I'd switch it up this year. And um, as much as I love Heim, I actually probably listened to uh, The Journey from, from her even more. So I think that would be personally my track of the year. What was the album called? It's, it was actually just a single release. It's oh. uh, The Journey, the single. Um, let's see. Was it? I don't think. Uh, no. Yeah. It was just, uh, just a, a single release. Like I said, they enlisted her to record this for uh, the NBA playoffs. So... And like I said, I'm pretty sure that was in anticipation of uh, the Warriors possibly going back to back with the championship, but didn't happen. But it's okay. Like I said, still a really cool song. So uh, I didn't know who she was until I saw her on Saturday Night Live. Or I think it was I think it was Saturday Night Live. One of the two, somewhere uh, I saw. Her. I can't remember where, but I thought she was really good. And I'm thinking Renee was the one that kind of brought her up. Have you ever heard of her? And I was, I had to look it up. I was like, oh, yeah. I said, I've seen her on something. And she was like, yeah. She goes, this sounds pretty good. I went, all right. But I, I didn't listen to much. I just kind of clicked on the song. But Yeah, and you got to appreciate, too, she is uh, an actual musician, too. She does uh, guitar and piano and everything. So She uh, write all her own songs? Yeah, full ranging artist. So you got to appreciate that. And yeah, she uh, represents the Bay Area well. Uh, Warriors fan, just like me. So, where's she from? Yeah. I think she's from Vallejo, like uh, E40. <laughs> All right. V Town. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and yeah, she did get, like I said, she got the, uh, not in this last year, it was actually during 2022, she got the Funko Gold treatment and the Pop treatment. And uh, I'm holding the gold in my hand right now. It's actually like a really cool design because she's got like, uh, like a short and t-shirt outfit on, but then like a clear kind of like suit over it with uh, like uh, glitter. And it actually looks really cool for uh, especially this gold figure. So yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, uh, I am going with an album that came out back on April 14th. Of last year, 2023, um, believe they recorded it uh, March 21st, all the way to November of 2020, or March 2021 to November 2022. Threw it all together and then put it out for us. So, I mean, we all knew the album was coming. This is under the Blackened label, and for those of you that know that label, you know what album this is. This is Metallica's 72 Seasons. This album was pretty rough. Not rough, but pretty tough, man. I like it. I know when you bring up Metallica, especially all you, I'm going to say, you new metal fans, you guys are the ones that are, ah, Metallica, this, that. You guys missed it all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you missed all the good, good, good golden years. You missed it. Just get over it and enjoy what we got. 
us old school guys that were there from the beginning, we still love it. I'm sure there's probably some that don't, but I'm just saying. A lot of these uh, Facebook pages that I'm on with the, all these thrash and everything, you bring up Metallica. They're all oh, sellouts, they're this, they're that. Shut up. I don't see you guys out there doing it. That's my opinion, everyone. But anyway, um, I like this album. I've liked everything that they put. I mean, not every single track that they put out, but I've loved each and every album. Uh, I know a lot of people hate St. Anger. It took me a few listens to enjoy that. I love that album now. I remember because it was everyone was complaining about Lars Ulrich's snare sound. He clicked the snare the snare switch, so it was, the snare was off. So it was just that dung dung that kind of echoey sound. I loved it. Now that I I listen to that album all the time, and I just loved how his drums sound. When I play along to those songs, I click the switch, so it, I got that dung that that's that's that Lars Ulrich sound for it was just for that one and I believe it was for that song they did for Mission Impossible 2 um but this album I was ready for it when it when it came out I didn't listen to it like the day it dropped I think it was like the next day um as soon as they put the whole album on YouTube I, I just I started listening to while well, I was at work listening to the tracks and everything and I was like, all right, man, that, that was good. I had to listen to it a few times to pick my favorite song. Uh, and I did pick a favorite song. I am going with track number two, uh, Shadows Fall. And the, I think I did like it the first time I heard it. It's, it's the second track on the album. And there is, what, 12 tracks uh, total on it. And I just thought it was an awesome song. So I was like, all right, cool, man. But I really, really fell in love with it more. When my son and I, we went down to uh, L.A. to SoFi Stadium, and we, we got to go to the first night uh, of Metallica's uh, show, tour. Uh, Mammoth opened up, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen's band. Uh, I heard them. They sounded pretty good, but I, I didn't see much of them. Uh, with the Return of Pantera, uh, we got to see them, so that, that was pretty fun. Uh, raging for them. And then Metallica came on. And their their idea of the, the first night, I mean, both nights they weren't gonna play uh, the same set list. It was two different set lists every night. So what we got the first night is uh, we did get Shadows Fall, which I was I was stoked. As soon as that first guitar riff kicked in, I was like, fuck yeah! So that that seeing that seeing them perform it live made me enjoy that song the most because it it was rocking hard. Uh, I loved how the album sound, but to see them perform it live for the first time, I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" They were they were so awesome, and they kicked ass that night. Shout out to uh, Rick and and his sister, man. They they hooked us up, and we we got to go to the show. If you guys have seen my TikTok videos, um, we my brother, my brother, my son, and I, we were in the snake pit, so we were in in the middle of it, which was awesome. And then Jason Momoa decided to bump into me and did hey, say hi. But anyway, <laughs> um, the first song that they played was uh, Creeping Death, Harvest, and then went into Harvester of Sorrow, uh, Leper Messiah, The Memory Remains, Lux, Eternia, Too Far Gone, Fade to Black. Then they played Shadows Fall, which was their, their eighth song of the night. And then they went into Orion. Then we got Nothing Else Matters. Uh, we got Sad But True, uh, The Day Never Comes, Hardwired, Fuel, Seek and Destroy. And then they ended it with Master of Puppets. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, it was it was an awesome night, but again, to hear Shadows Fall from their 72 Seasons album, 
Oh man, it, it it just rocked so hard. So I was like, all right, this is my favorite uh, song of the year because I just, I mean, I had my earplugs in because my ears are old. I gotta wear earplugs. But when that song came on, I took my earplugs out and I was just like, oh man. Um, I noticed that when you were in the center in the snake pit, it was loud. But not as loud as if you were on the outside, because when we were on the outside during Pantera, it was hell loud. I had my, I had to put my earplugs back in. But when we we're in the middle, it was loud, but just not as loud as the speakers are going out to to a big giant uh, football stadium. But anyway, seventy two seasons is my album of the year from Metallica and their song Shadows Fall, the second track uh, on the album, and that out uh, that song just kicks ass and i love it so those are my favorite album my favorite album of the year and my favorite song of the year awesome oh that's cool yeah and that's the, the soda yeah or not yeah, soda, the, the gold. gold yeah that was really sweet yeah he's showing me a picture of her full effect and uh how much was uh, Curry <laughs> again? I know you mentioned it in the last episode. <laughs> uh, three hundredth episode. Everyone, it, go it, back and if listen. You to bought it. it when it first came out. Uh, sixty. It was like sixty bucks, and I considered it back then because I was like, I don't know. Uh, back then, when they said starting lineup was coming back, I was envisioning like, uh, okay, it's sixty bucks. It must be like, I don't know, like taller. Yeah, something more. And then when I saw they had a ton of them at the local TJ Maxx, I was like, "Oh, this isn't the the sixty dollar one. This must be like a like a different one." And then I I I looked it up, what it was, and it was the box. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the sixty dollar one." So uh, it was twelve ninety nine at the local TJ Maxx. So. They picked it up for that, but that twelve ninety nine feels like what it <laughs> it just should be. Period. Like uh, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice figure. But, you know, it could go over a little more than that. But yeah, in no way a sixty dollar figure. <laughs> so I take it that's not your favorite uh, collectible this year. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> I mean, right. it's cool. But... All right. Well, speaking of uh, our favorite collectibles this year, um, uh, we got a, I got a ton of stuff this year, but I'm going to go with the stuff that came out this year. I did mention it already on our 300th episode, so if you did listen to that, um, this Merciful Fate King Diamond figure from Super 7's Ultimates, that's other than a non-Funko collectible, that's probably one of my favorite things. Uh, that I got I got some more things but it's such a mess in here I'd have to search for it next episode 301 I'll talk about something that uh, uh, my grandson's got me uh, my grandson Daniel actually picked it out so I'll talk about it on that it's a really heartwarming uh, story not about the actual him picking it which is cool I love my grandson I love both of them to death but I'll, I'll get into it more anyway um those of you probably know you already know but anyway, um, I am going with uh, Funko, Funko Pop of the Year. Last year, Disney Plus put out uh, Werewolf by Night. And I, if you guys remember our episode, but not this, uh, we re-revisited re- it again. 
and because there's a colorized version now but that the was it last year when it came out yeah the black the black and white one when that no, came well, out the, the black and white one came out this past october the year before the the, the oh the colorized one was over was the yeah was no the, the first one was black and white right and right that's what this i mean this year that's was a colorized mean. one yeah yes yeah so but when that came out, I, I mentioned it when we talked about it on that episode. If you guys didn't hear it, go back to last year's 31 Days of Horror. We really broke down the whole the whole episode of it, which was awesome. Uh, it did made uh, my best of that year, episode-wise. But um, I said it on the episode. For any of you new listeners, welcome. Thank you uh, for being here. Uh, I When the trailer came out, I didn't realize this character was in it so i was like okay so when i started it i was watching it and i was like okay cool right on uh and then when he popped up because they were searching for some monster and they had had to get the what was the jewel called bloodstone they had to get that and so i was like okay whatever i was just still enjoying it for what it was and then they showed him uh, Dr. Theodore Ted Sales, the man thing, and blew my mind. I was like, oh, oh my God. I love man thing. I've always been a fan of it since I uh, came across him when I was a kid. And I just couldn't believe it. We did have the man thing show on sci fi, which was. It was good enough. I, mean, I was happy we got a live action man thing, but and Werewolf by Night, he popped up in there. Of course, he's it was CGI and everything, but man, they did it justice. And then when they colorized it this year, and he was green and red eyes and everything, I was like, oh my god, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. It was just so awesome. And then I remember you had mentioned uh, the Funko Pops were coming out, and I was like, oh okay, cool. Didn't they? Did those, did those come out after the, the episode? No, they came out before. I found them in, like, uh, I think around the end of August. Okay. I thought this okay. came out this year. It came out this year. These came out this year, right? They did, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the year we're covering. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> um. He came out with one, Ted, because I remember you, um, hey, look what I got. I was like, ah, so I had to go search for it. Uh, They had him at Box Lunch in in Reno, and I just bought it. Uh, You guys know I am an in-box collector, but I I had to take him out. I couldn't just let him sit in a box. So he's sitting right here on my desk right next to uh, Kahori and uh, two versions of Jason Voorhees. The uh, the uh, NES Jason and the uh, Part 2 Sackhead Jason. He's in between them. And Kohori's right in front of him like he's about to grab her. But oh my god. And it was it's a bigger one. If you guys remember, if you guys have that first um, man thing, uh, Funko Pop, the green one, it was like more solid and, and it was really heavy. This one's light and it's a bobblehead, which I didn't like, but it's all right. Um but oh my god and it's black and white too so that just made it even look more awesome 
Uh, since they and colorized the it, yeah. Oh yeah, the red bloodstone in his back. But since they colorized him, I'm hoping that they put it out again, a green one. And I'll definitely get that one. He'll be right next to this one. But this, out of all the pops that came out uh, this year, oh, man, it, it was awesome. Uh, oh, sweet. I love it. It's just so cool. I mean, it's it's just more to me of being a fan of man things. And like I said, since I was a little kid. And to have it right here. I do. The other one, the green one I got a couple years ago, it's in the box. But I should have found, tried to find another one at that time. But now they're a little pricey. And I don't want to drop that money on it. But this one is awesome. I love it. Um, And I I guess I kind of do want to get another one just to put in the box. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but this one is awesome. It's it's just the it's just the best. I I, I can't. If you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, just go uh, uh, Funko Pop uh, Werewolf by Night Ted and see what it is. All right. See, I'm on eBay right now looking at the the other man thing one I got. Ninety bucks. Hell no. For the the, the OG one. The green the one. Smaller yeah. one. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, here's someone here. It's it's only forty bucks. Well, almost fifty with shipping. But are these legit ones or are these the, the always knockoff sure ones? Yeah. yeah. Like I just ordered. Uh, I had waited for for a while. It was going for like the longest time it was going for like fifty or sixty. The uh, uh, War Machine Iron Patriot from Endgame. And, uh, I finally got it for like, uh, I think around like 12 bucks on eBay, but it made me wonder, like, did I get like, is this like a reproduction I got? Did I really get it? <laughs> See, this guy's selling one and it's got the, the limited edition sticker on it exclusive. I don't, I think mine had that on it, but was this a, it says it's Comic-Con exclusive, was it? Yes, it was. And then also shared, I think, with Entertainment Earth. Okay, that's why this one's 50 bucks, because I see that the one with the actual Comic-Con sticker on it, and this guy wants 130. Yeah, interestingly, those stickers do it, they, uh. It's the exact same thing. It's just a sticker you're paying for. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my favorite uh, pop of the year, uh, Ted from Werewolf by Night. It's awesome, and I, I love that episode. Uh, the colorized version is even more glorious. And, like I said, I I couldn't just leave him in the box. I had to take him out. He's He's got to breathe. He's got to... He's got to roam the desk when I'm not in here. Right. I don't like these bobbleheads, man. It should have just been one solid piece, but. Yeah, that's I mean, the but, problem with. Uh, with the Marvel just, and the Star Wars releases. And that's funny because those are my main things I follow, but uh, they're majority uh, bobble. I'm glad none of my Jasons are bobbleheads. Right. So. Yeah, only my star. They only, I only got two Star Wars ones in front of me. I got uh, Grogu and um, 
Kylo Ren. Uh, my grandsons made me um, a lamp one year. They got the the Kylo Ren with his helmet all uh, busted up, and they glued it to a Darth Vader uh, lamp. So, <laughs> got the grandson and grandfather right there. So, hey, fit perfectly. Got it for my grandsons. But anyway, look it up. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but this pop is awesome. What do you got? Uh, just the last episode we recorded, I did the rundown of uh, my uh, 10 to 2 pops. I, I did a whole uh, top 10 countdown, and I was sitting waiting uh, on that uh, final one, and I did post and reveal it yesterday. And probably no surprise, I would have loved to be there for... Uh, it's it's actual uh, release that was uh, the plan, but uh, wasn't able to, and I was able to find a pretty fair price considering what it would have cost for me to drive down and gas and parking and ticket and whatnot. So uh, I was happy to add it to the collection. That was uh, the uh, Mandalorian San Francisco Giants edition. Uh, it's the Mandalorian and, uh, he's all orange and black, uh, like the San Francisco giants and where he was holding a rifle in a previous Mandalorian release. He's sort of holding a baseball bat. The, uh, base, which is normally black is all orange and where it normally says star Wars, it says giants there. So, uh, that's really cool. I was uh, happy to get it for the price that I did, uh, especially after uh, I received it. I did a post, and I'm trying to dig it up right now because somebody that uh, did attend the game, they were saying how uh, they didn't get it. And I was like, well, damn, I'd be really mad if I went through the whole process of going just to uh, – <laughs> not get it you know like uh it would be in the whole point so i was definitely more than happy uh wait with the did they, what they do run, did they run out i guess so i'm trying to dig it up okay yeah right here uh the person wrote we got there an hour and a half before game time and they were already gone i ended up getting one off ebay also and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, well, when you sell those, it was a special ticket, right? Or did you just you had to show up and walk in um, and get it? There was one special ticket that you could have got, and it would have guaranteed you not only this one, but they did an alternate version, I think, where the colors were reversed. So on this one where it's black, it would be orange and then or it's orange, it would be black. I think that's what it was. Or it was chrome, maybe. I can't remember. But there was an alternate version where that was guaranteed for you. This version I got, this was also handed out to uh, to people attending the game. But, yeah, it ended up being, like, a limited thing. And, yeah, this person, like I said, they were there an hour and a half before game time. I don't know what I would have done. I would probably would have tried to be there as early as possible. Uh, but yeah, I would have as 
assumed it would have been fine, but yeah, hour and a half and they're already gone. Yikes. So it was just first come first serve, right? It sounds like get it, one? as far as just like the standard one. Yeah. And yeah, the the other one that guaranteed it, I guess, for you, and you got the alternate version, those tickets I think were a touch more on the pricey side. Like I think like uh, a regular ticket could be had for around fifty bucks, but I think like the guaranteed one was around two hundred. Uh which was probably worth it. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that alternate version is probably uh, going for, uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, that one um, is probably going for a lot. Interestingly, this isn't the first um, Star Wars uh, pop that they've done and i actually uh would like to add the other one to my collection it uh was a c3po and they did one was i think all orange chrome that was for the everybody one and then they did a black chrome one and that was like the the limited one What's the alternate so, alternate version one? All I see is just this the the mainly all orange. Well, yeah. Not all orange, but how much 30. did you pay for it again? I'm sorry. Like right around fifty. Okay, well that's how much all these are. Yeah. So I was more than happy <laughs> to uh to to pick it up for that, especially after I heard. Yeah, that's interesting. As far as eBay goes, I don't see any of the other. Um, let's see if I can dig it up just uh, on a non-eBay. I just typed in alternate version, and I don't see any anything popped up. <sighs> well, okay, he's holding the bat. I'm sure you said that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but when, when they at these giveaways, man, you you gotta be there like hella early, right? I mean, I mean, hour and a half. Maybe those people showed up two and a half hours early, or who knows how long. I'm, these diehard Funko Pop guys like you, you'd have probably been there the night before or something like that, <laughs> or first thing as soon as the sun came up. I don't think I don't want to be hanging around that area. So early in the morning or all night to, for that matter. But, uh, this is cool. I mean, I, I did see your picture, um, but this I'm, I'm looking at the whole in the box thing and everything. But Oh, they did a BB-8 also. I forgot about that. I don't have that either. BB-8 with a baseball bat and a, and a ball. And I then, yeah. So the, and then the year before they did... Uh, C3PO orange chrome, but uh, 138 for that and the Mando, and 107 for both Mando and BB 8. Oh, never mind. Uh, it's it's base price is 107, but with uh, shipping and all that, it was 131 for both of them. Hmm, strange. I uh Oh thank you. 
I'm not finding whatever. Okay, I think I see it here, unless this is fake. But the alternate might have he might have had uh, like a white chest armor plate, possibly. I don't know. Strange. I know there was like a different uh, alternate because, yeah, because the C-3PO, they did, like I said, one was just orange chrome for everybody. but The special one was uh, black chrome. Mm, I don't see it. I just see. Yeah, that is strange. Just this one. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Anyways. Uh, when we were talking about uh, favorite song and, and all that, um, it was, I mean, we can go with one of the one of my favorite concerts of the year. Like you mentioned on, on the last one, we we got to see them twice. But um, I did like the Gasoline song. When did that album, album come out? Twenty twenty one or something like that. That no, uh, is twenty twenty because. Oh, twenty twenty. I remember. They, then they couldn't. Their do, they album couldn't got tour. delayed. <laughs> they got yeah. The they got the album got delayed because of that. Like they, uh, right as everything shut down, they released. Uh, interestingly, uh, they released the track uh, "I Know Alone." Because <laughs> that gasoline song, man, that, that song stuck with me. Because I remember seeing them perform it on um, Jimmy Kimmel. They were in the parking lot of the forum, and there was like no one around. Yes. <laughs> so I thought that was sweet. And then when we got to see him live, both of those times, uh, they played it. Man, I did like the Greek theater, but the bend organ was better. We were much closer, and it was like they were right there in front of us. We could have reached out and grabbed them. But that song just stuck with me, and that probably had to be one of my favorite concert moments uh, of the year. Uh, again, but for the for, but for the previous year. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that I've been listening to that song <laughs> the most. I didn't really, I didn't really like it until we saw him do it live. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, that's a cool song. But hearing it live and then seeing him twice last year, which was awesome. So, but I mean, those were two of my favorite concert year, two concerts uh, of the year. But, um. Of course, Metallica and seeing Pantera again. Uh, I know some people. Oh, that's that's not Pantera. That's a, a tribute band. Hey, man, take it or leave it. Uh, again, for you younger guys, you missed it <laughs> if you didn't get to see the original uh, lineup. Uh, rest in peace, Dime and Vinny. Um, I did. I got to see them before they blew up into what you guys love today. So you guys missed it anyway. Um, back in August. Uh, Barrier band forbidden. They uh, reunite. They didn't reunite. They reformed. They uh, got a new singer, uh, Norman Skinner, and they got Chris Contos uh, to, to to play drums. And they got forbidden going again. So they played a one one day show. It was like a matinee show. They came on at four in the afternoon in Richmond, California, at Ballistic Kiss. But they didn't go under forbidden. Of course, they were forbidden, but they they titled it "Twisted into Evil." Um, so 
they announced that they were going to, there was a rumor. Some guy was saying there's a rumor that Forbidden's supposed to play in Richmond, but we're not really sure yet. And then it came out that they were going to play in Richmond. Just them, no opening band. So we're like, well, shit, when are these tickets going on sale? So I remember they someone go, hey, man, tickets are going to go on sale this day. So then they, when they finally did, they didn't go on sale until like, some crazy hour in the middle of the night because i went to sleep around 11 and i looked uh ballistic kiss the place and there was nothing so okay well i fell asleep slept for a few hours and i got up and because i heard my phone buzz um it was just an email uh, notification but i was so i'm awake so i kind of clicked on uh, i looked up ballistic kiss again sold out I was like, what? And and when did the tickets go on sale? And everybody was, ah. And I was like, damn, how big is this place? I didn't know. I've never been to that place. But when we did get there, it was small. So I was like, oh, okay. But they still had, I mean, the general admission tickets were, I mean, just the regular tickets, that those were all sold out. And then they were selling uh, like a meet and greet. You got a special T-shirt, a poster, and you got to see them all before uh, they did their set. So uh, I, Eric, he loves Forbidden. He wanted to see them. Uh, he didn't. He didn't get to see him when he was little. He just recently, within the last couple of years, got into music. So he, he's all about the whole Bay Area thrash scene, like like me. Uh, I did take Marky to see Forbidden, so he got to see them uh, a while ago, years ago, when he was a teenager. So, but Eric finally got to see him, and so I, I bought him that special ticket. So I wanted to at least make sure he got in. To go so he he was happy i said well you're in but then they they uh craig la, la cicero he the the lead guitar player of the band one of the founding members he said hey man we got uh 50 tickets left um extra some for for whoever's whoever's here first the first 50 people get to purchase tickets at the door so eric and i got up at the ass crack of dawn that morning and drove down to richmond and when we got there i think there was i don't know like maybe five people in front of us we got there around 10 10 in the afternoon so i was like all right cool well, we made it so i was happy that we got there uh in time uh, to to see it um but it was cool man i, I was happy that, that we got to we made it there. We got to the show and, and everything. So, and I did, I got a ticket to go in and it was awesome to see forbidden again, to hear those songs that I grew up listening to, uh, as a teenager, uh, a lot of stuff from, uh, forbidden evil, the first album, and then twisted into form and to see my son just enjoying it and loving it. Finally get to see a band that, that he loves. And we just saw them again a week and two weekends ago down in San Francisco, and they opened up for Death Angel. And they just rocked just as hard uh, at that show. Now, we're going to see them again in May uh, in Berkeley at the UC Theater. They're playing with um, Biohazard, Forbidden, Warbringer, Exciter, Hatriot, uh, I think Frolic, and some other bands. I don't know. I'm old guy. I'm, I'm not going to show up until uh, Warbringer comes on. That's later in the day. But anyway, uh, that's probably my favorite concert of the year. Again, I loved Heim both times. They rocked, but 
uh, I've been down for Forbidden since I was a teenager and from the beginning of, of that band. So to see them again, um, Craig LeCicero is the, the only original. Oh, no, him and uh, Matt Camacho, a bass player. They're the only two original uh, band members in it. But it's, it was cool to see it. They still rock. Uh, Norman Skinner's an amazing vocalist. So he hit all those high notes that Russ Anderson hit. So he did. Russ gave him his blessing, and Norman just killed it. And he's hella cool. I'm glad I got to meet him afterwards. Um, Craig, I see him all over the place. He's he's always hella cool. Same as well as Matt. Uh, Chris Contos as well. He's a badass drummer. First time I saw him is when he was in Machine Head. Uh, and then he started playing with um, the Boneless Ones, which is a badass. Uh, Eric and I got to see them a few times last year as well. As well as Craig LeCicero. He's he's a guitar player in the Boneless Ones. So, But it was cool to see Forbidden again and to see him again a couple weeks ago uh, in San Francisco. And I'm just happy that they're back. And I'm mainly glad that my son got to see them uh especially at that small intimate show because a lot of people didn't know about it and when it hit the the, the thrash pages pages of facebook and, and online and everybody was like oh my god that's awesome da, da, da. i didn't know anything about it and i started commenting hey i was there i got to see it and everyone was oh you're so lucky man oh man i didn't know about it you just got to be in the know <laughs> and found out i didn't really know about it either until eric uh, sent me something. He goes, hey man, is this true? And then we found out it was. So we went and uh, it was awesome to be there. So, but yeah, uh, Forbidden uh, Reborn is uh, awesome. That was probably my favorite show, seeing them uh, in Richmond back in July. So, but oh, uh, you just went to the two Heim shows last year, right? Right. Uh, yeah, like you- I say, I'm not a big. Uh, Concert going person, never really have been. Only a handful I've ever shows I've ever been to. Mm, well, if they tour again next album, we gotta go because they're awesome. And if they play in band, I'd, I'd go there again. That was a nice place. Yeah, yeah, I would say they're. Uh, it feels like they're uh, due because yeah, it was twenty uh, twenty. When Women in Music was released, and uh, uh, 2017, when Something to Tell You was released, and then 2013, when uh, their first album was released, Days Are Gone. So uh, they seem it seems like they're they're due. What was like four years between their first album and three years in between the second and the third so now it's uh been three years here going on four since uh women in music so feels like they're due yeah they did took that tour uh on the road for a while so i'm sure they're working up some new stuff but speaking of bend oregon and all that of course uh my favorite moment as far as e society we did give you some of our favorite moments throughout the years of the since the 300 episodes we did but i think for us that uh, together the the zisu and i is when we went to the last blockbuster in bend oregon and shout out to uh jade and um where's her name (laughs) oh was jade's friends Yeah, Jade's friend. What was her name? 
Uh, yeah. So, but it was cool. Well, did Jade ever go to Blockbuster when she was little? Yeah. You guys have- okay. But it was, it oh, was Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> it was Blockbuster. And uh, some of the stuff we got. I, oh, I got Eric a t-shirt and then I think I got some stickers and a magnet or something. Oh, and I bought uh, I bought a movie too, didn't I? I got what is, uh, yeah, you what got VHS. Get, like, yeah, didn't vertical I get like limit. vertical limit? You got vertical limit on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get? I bought something. I think I bought a movie. I know I bought some stuff, but I I think I bought a movie too. I don't even remember what I bought, but. That was a fun moment. It was cool to go into Blockbuster and just be like, wow, I mean, there's. If you watch that documentary, if you guys haven't seen The Last Blockbuster, it's on um, Netflix, I believe. Is that what it was on? Netflix? Yep. I think so. But yeah, check it out. But All right, everybody. I'm going to wind this down with our best sports moment of 2023. What do you got? Well, for me, uh, I had to think about it for a minute, but then it became uh, pretty evident what it was. Obviously, my favorite team in my favorite sport, uh, Golden State Warriors. We were hoping to repeat this year uh, our championship of 22. That was uh, obviously real easy to, for me to pick uh, last year, uh, being the championship year and whatnot. But um, we were hoping to repeat um it was actually i'd say overall pretty rough year for for the for the warriors uh the last season we struggled to win on the road this year we struggled to win period this season and uh ended the year with a loss so that was disappointing but i'd have to say my sports moment of the year uh Still does concern the Warriors, and that would be the first-round playoff series. A uh, new rivalry has ignited in Northern California. The the new upstart Sacramento Kings, finally good after so many years of being down. They had so, so, so many bad years. So many bad years, in fact. Um... (laughs) <laughs> up until last year when they did finally uh turn things around you couldn't get sacramento kings gear at the sacramento airport they only sold golden state warriors gear uh so uh that's changed though now and uh the kings are uh, also a force to be reckoned with so it made for a really fun first round series uh, obviously i was worried at first uh Kings did win games one and two in Sacramento before the series shifted back to the Bay uh, where the Warriors got going. The series went all the way to game seven. Warriors actually had a chance to close in six and they didn't get it done at home. And it was like, oh, great. We're going back to Sacramento game seven, everything on the line. Like it was just so frustrating, but uh it was pretty cool, actually, uh, to see them get it done in Game 7. And to top it off, uh, Steph Curry added to his uh, already impressive resume with just one more uh, thing to add to it. And he had the most points ever in a Game 7. He had uh, 50 points 
in that game seven closeout of the Kings. So uh, that was super cool and uh, showed our heart of a champion. And uh, uh, that was definitely the top moment of the year of the Warriors because then the very next round, we ran out of gas against the Lakers and uh, uh, dream of repeating ended. But uh, we got to show off, uh, you know, against... uh, our Northern California rival there for, for a minute. Uh, they're still on the come up and, uh, we've been here. We're, uh, we're the team that's winding down everybody, uh, especially with this rough start to this, uh, new current season, everybody's talking about like, Oh, dynasty's over. This is it. This is how it ends. And, and maybe it does, maybe it does, but, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they got one more in them. Uh, hopefully they can do something. They might, they might have to make a trade or something. But, uh, yeah, like I said, Warriors-Kings uh, first-round playoffs was definitely my sports moment of the year. Um, and uh, just real super quick on the side, just to mention my other teams, um, Broncos had quite the interesting run there for a minute in that uh, they had a pretty bad start to the season in where they uh, lost the first two games of the year, uh, both by like one point. So it was like, ooh, those are tough losses, but like we should be right around the, the corner from a win. And then they go to Miami and they lose by 50. And it looks like, okay, this is completely done. And uh, for a minute there, we were one win, five losses. And then, um, unbelievably, they uh, ran off uh, six wins in a row to go to uh, the seven and six. So it was like all of a sudden they were alive and it was crazy. But, you know, then they lost a few and then they got weird with it, and I don't know, I hear some people talking about uh, <laughs> Broncos need to be looked into for uh, for kind of <laughs> messing, uh, <laughs> yeah, messing with Russell Wilson, telling him that uh, he need to waive his uh, contract or they're going to bench him. And they did bench him anyway, and uh, it's kind of fishy, and it's kind of dark side of the business type stuff, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, eh, another, uh, down year for the Broncos. We're getting up there as far as, uh, longest, uh, uh, playoff drought. It's been a while. We won the, uh, 2015 Super Bowl, but, uh, it's been all, downhill since then i don't think we've made the playoffs since so that's what eight years ago now so yeah uh we were eliminated from the playoffs even with a win this past weekend so there was that but uh yeah and i guess i'd say lastly uh for uh my San Francisco Giants, we lost out on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. I heard we offered him the same crazy contract that the uh, Dodgers did, but uh, he decided to stay in uh, Southern California and go from the Angels to the Dodgers. Um, But we did pick up uh, 
A another interesting international free agent, uh, Jung Hoo Lee, the uh, South Korean baseball star. We signed him to a big old contract. So um, he won uh, MVP in 2022 in the uh, Korean baseball league. So uh, looking forward to seeing what this guy can do. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All my teams suck, so. And then one's <laughs> leaving me. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't know. What did you, you you didn't make it to a game this past year, did you? No, I didn't make it to none. All yeah. this Vegas talk made me mad. <laughs> yeah, but you got to be there with uh, your fellow uh, outgoing uh, Oakland A's fans. They were... Uh, they it was quite interesting that you know the they brought it they as as many as were willing brought it you know with the keep the team here and sell the team and don't move and they even staged that one uh, that one day where uh, they they tried to prove that like even like I don't know it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday some day when like. You don't wouldn't normally get attendance. They showed like, hey, like, put on like a good show, like stay here and 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 actually be a competitive baseball team. And look, like this is the kind of support that you could see here. It's like they 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 went out and proved it, but obviously it's sadly not going to be enough. But it's got to be like that every game, not just one game. But that's what they're that's what they tried to show that it could be. It could be like that. If they could show up for that game, if you were putting on, like, if you actually put on with a, a like, you you got brought in players and actually developed a team, this is the kind of support you could see is what they were trying to show. Man, I wasn't buying it. If it was like that every single game, then... I would have been all that, about it. They it would be because that's the whole thing I was just talking about. The Sacramento Kings, though that arena was dead. Arco Arena was dead before they moved to the the Golden One Center, and it wasn't until they win now that place is sold out all the time. And you got people chanting "Light the Beam" and and Keegan Murray. They're you know fans will show up if you're putting on a, a good show. We were so, the only time fans showed up uh, is when we do good. That's what I'm saying. That all that's these fan, saying. all these fucking fake fans show up out of the middle of nowhere. I'm like, where were you guys all season? When we're oh, doing good, it is everywhere. That's what I said. Yeah. That's just how no. It was I mean, I'm just saying. Kings. No, I'm just saying. That's how it always is. If it you is. guys were down for the team, you should have been there like that every every game. There was one seat, a couple seasons when when I first started working for Southwest, they were just giving tickets away. They would they would they would come in and just throw tickets on the table. It was like I had season tickets. I went every game. I might have missed a uh, inning, few innings, because I worked in the morning, but I still got there to go see it, and I got to go to the night games uh, and everything. So, but I was never in the same seat. I was like all over that stadium. It was just whatever tickets that they had. So and and me going that whole pretty much that whole season, man, and it was just the weekends were pretty not full, but there was a lot of people there. But during just the regular night or day games uh, during the week, nobody was there. 
And I was like, man, I mean, it was just, what's up with everyone? But I don't know. And it's only when we when they do good is then everyone shows up. Oh, yeah. Oakland A's. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, hey, you guys weren't here when we were like at the bottom garbage. Nobody was there. So that's know. how it is for everybody, though. I don't buy. I don't buy for it, every man. sport, for every team. No, that no. Well, who was it? Um, was it the Red Sox? It was the Red Sox and the Cubs. I was talking uh, the time. The times I went. I went to Wrigley Field a few times. Well, the Cubs. That's some. That's they were the lovable losers. Yeah, they were saying <laughs> it didn't matter win or lose. That was it. Was always packed, and it was cool. It was fun to go there. Um. I only went there when the A's were playing. We won the first night and then lost the sec- the rest of the games. It was all right. I was there that first night that they won because we were going off. Um, <clears throat> but and then Tampa, when I went- on the other hand, Tampa, I heard uh, even when they're winning, even when they're doing good, uh, they have a hard time getting people to come. So it's kind of sad for Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, what you gonna call it? The uh, Boston Red Sox. Same thing. I was talking to all those fans. They like, don't matter. We can have a winning season. We can have a losing season. This place is still packed. And they were just playing the uh, the, the Expos, I believe. Montreal? Is that who they are? Um, when no, we went, the Expos moved to uh, Washington and became the Nationals. Oh, uh, who's Montreal? The They moved to Washington and became the Nationals. No, they weren't. I mean, it was when they were in Montreal at, at the time. Um... That was years ago. When, when, it was like over ten years ago when I when I went, I think. Anyway, but when we were there, I was talking to the. It was like, well, like man, there's hell people here, and then the guys I was talking to, they were diehard uh, Red Sox fans, straight born and bred in Boston. Uh, they had the thick accents, could hardly understand them. Uh, plus, they were drunk. Um, but there was this one guy I was talking to. There was there was next to me. He was like, yeah, man, it doesn't matter. He goes, this place is always jumping like that. If you if, if you're a baseball fan, even if your team isn't playing and you're in Boston for whatever reason, go to the game. It was hella fun. I had so much fun. Uh just being I was rooting for Boston. I bought my Boston hat and everything. That's what I do. I like when I go to different stadiums, I'll buy uh, a hat. I won't buy a Giants fan a hat. That's for suckers. Anyway, but mm. I every stadium I've gone to, I've bought a hat. I've uh, been to Yankee Stadium, uh, yeah, Wrigley, uh, Fenway, and wherever. I, I always buy a hat for the home team. So um, so I was like, cool, man. I had a blast in there. And it was one of the – it was Red Sox. It was one of the losing seasons. So, But they said every game is like this. And I'm like, fuck, how come Oakland can't be like this? So, I mean, you got you got your diehard fans for the certain teams. Win or lose, and that place was packed. If that's how Oakland was all the time, I remember when I was a kid, it was always packed. But then as the years went on, um, but I'm just saying, I mean, if it was packed like that, winner, if everyone's, there is a lot of diehard Oakland A's fans, which is which is fine. Because when I was there, I was always at the game. But since I moved six hours away, it's kind of hard for me to be there all the time. But when I was, when I would. That was going on there when I was a kid, when it was always packed. It was fun. But then, as he, like I said, as the years went on, hardly anybody went. I still went because I was a diehard A's fan. Oakland A's fan. Not this Las Vegas bullshit. Same thing, fuck the Raiders, too. Anyway, um, 
so I'm like, I don't buy it. Like, oh, yeah, it, that was cool. Everyone showed up that one night. This is my opinion, everyone. That's cool. That's fine. But be like that every game. Then they probably wouldn't have went to Vegas. That's my opinion. But, again, it's a business. Like I always say, everything is a business. They want to make money. They have to make money. They got, they're paying these players crazy amounts of money. I mean, so, I mean, it's usually, A's was always a, a developmental place. Start, start them there, and then they end up getting big, and then they go to New York or Boston or, or wherever. A lot of good players started at Oakland. So, but I don't, I don't know what to tell you, everyone. I mean, they're going to Vegas. Uh, will I go to that stadium? I'll go. I'll go down there one day. Um, there better be a roof on that place because if there isn't, I had no way I'm going there in the summer. <laughs> There'd be a billion degrees even at night. But I'll go there. It'll because it, it, that's my bucket list to hit. Try to hit as many baseball stadiums as I can. I'll go there. I won't roof for them, but I'll go there. But anyway, <laughs> um, Oakland A's all the way. Oakland Athletics, like Las Vegas fake team same thing with the Raiders anyway um my favorite moment of the year uh there there was a couple um dealing with wrestling because like I said my teams all sucked this year <laughs> so I couldn't pick a favorite uh moment at, out of any of the, the three teams that I like Seahawks uh A's and uh the Sharks but anyway um, I was kind of going back and forth, but I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with the one that I really love the most. Back in April, I believe it was April 1st, uh, Inglewood, California, WrestleMania 39. Rhea Ripley became the SmackDown uh, Women's Champion when she defeated uh, the Queen Charlotte Flair. Awesome, awesome match. That was a match. Uh, that was one of the matches the first night that I wanted to see the most. Um, I almost went. If I would have went, I, I wanted to go this night. I figured it was the first night, but I ended up not going anyway. But I would have wanted to be here because of Rhea Ripley. I love her. If you follow me on Instagram, all the Rhea Ripley stuff I always post in the story part. Um, so it was an amazing match. And she won. And that was the, the beginning, the year of mommy. And the Judgment Day and all that stuff. And then uh, after she won that, she had the SmackDown Women's Champion belt. And then I believe January, March, April, May, I think it was in June on Raw, they took her SmackDown belt. And then they crowned her the WWE Women's World Champion. And they gave her a new belt. Kind of looks like the the heavyweight belt for the for the guys. So mommy is just running things over on the WWE and she's awesome. She's uh, the eradicator. She just kicks ass every time she gets in the ring. Um, I know some people don't like her. I love her. I loved her when she was blonde and she was uh, uh, in the Indies in Australia and everything. But as soon as she cut that hair, dyed it black and all the tattoos and everything and the, and the black lipstick and, uh, Becoming mommy after D- D- <laughs> hooking up with Dirty Dom, uh, Dominic Mysterio, and, and the Judgment Day. I love that whole run. Yeah, the Judgment Day is going to come to an end at some point, like all teams do. But anyway, that's what I was leaning for more uh, in the beginning. But um, something happened on 
November 25th of last year, 2023, at Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, WWE Survivor Series. Uh, something happened that none of us didn't didn't think would ever happen because of the bad blood and the beef uh, when this guy left, when he left WWE. And it was just bad all around. Vince, Triple H, everybody. Uh, as well as uh, a lot of the guys in the locker room. Usually when the pay-per-views are over, it's like the little insignia, WWE, whatever the pay-per-view is, comes on in the corner and then it fades to black. This was right after the men's war games match. Um, it was just a big match. It was Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough taking on Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn. And the return of Randy Orton. Randy Orton was out for a while because he, he got hurt. So he came back. And there was a whole big build-up thing for him to come back. Uh, Survivor Series because they needed a uh, fifth person. Was it fifth person? Wait, one, two, three. Yeah, they needed a fifth person. There was five against five. So they were he's, They were saying, yeah, he was going to do it. He was going to do it. Um and then the, the whole build-up, Seth Rollins was screaming at Cody Rhodes, where is he, where is he, is he, he said he was coming, he's going to come. Uh, so finally, if you guys understand the, the whole War Games thing, there's, there's two rings put together. Uh, all the guys, are one at a time, they each come out, and then boom. And then once all, all ten guys are in the ring is when the actual War Games start, the match starts. So everything before that is everyone, all the guys coming in every few minutes and them just beating the hell out of each other. And they're pretty much beat up and tired by the time the actual match begins. But it finally began. Randy Orton's music hit. Oh, um, Rhea Ripley came running out. She was going to cash in the uh, money in the bank uh, for uh, El Senor money in the bank. Damian Priest, he was going to cash it in. Uh, and try to take it from Seth Rollins, but he didn't because Randy Orton's music hit. <laughs> and then, so uh, the Viper, he came out, and then the war games began, and it was an awesome match. Uh, shout out to JB, JD McDonough, the hard-ass bump that he took when he uh, got thrown off the top of the cage uh, into Randy Orton, and he came in with RKO, and that pretty much ended the thing. Cody Rhodes pinned him. And no, did he pin him? No, I think he pinned somebody else. I can't remember who, who Cody Rhodes pinned. And then it was over. Uh, everybody hooting and hollering and cheering. All the guys were still in the ring. The the fans, everybody was, ah, Michael Cole and dumbass um, Corey Graves. I hate Corey Graves, everyone. Listen to the wrestling returns and see how much hate I have for that guy. Anyway, um, shout out to his wife. Um. So usually, like I said, it's over with. The little insignia, WWE, Survivor Series, War Games pops up in the corner. Michael Cole, hey, everyone, thank you. Good night. And then it, it fades to black. It didn't fade to black. The music was going. It was Cody Rhodes' music uh, going, and everybody was singing and cheering. Then, then something happened. Like I said, which we never thought was going to ever happen again. I remember bringing it up to another uh, wrestling mark on one of our other shows and asking him, because he's a huge, huge uh, wrestler, wrestling fan. And I remember asking, do you ever think this guy would come back? And he's like, no, no, he's not coming back. 
he'll never come back. And of course, I was believing that too because such of the bad blood that happened years ago. I think it was ten or eleven years ago when when he left WWE. But like I said, the War Games Survivor Series was over. Uh, the music was playing. The the cameras pulled back, and all of a sudden it went. This guy's music hit, and I lost it. I was like, ah! I almost changed it. I almost changed the channel. And there was the return of CM Punk. The voice of the voiceless is back in the WWE. And everything blew up. Facebook blew up. Instagram blew up. X, a.k.a. Twitter. All the wrestling pages blew up. His, his music hit, Cult of Personality from Living Color. Uh, his Trinitron shit was all over the place. The crowd was on their feet. CM Punk from Chicago, Illinois. They were in Rosemont, but pretty much Chicago anyway. Everybody was there. Everybody, I mean, nobody knew what was going to happen. I mean, fan-wise. And nobody knew that was going to happen. But there were some, pe- some people there. A lot of, I mean, was just... Hoping and praying. They had their signs ready. And they're probably glad and happy that they did have their signs ready. Because that place erupted. All just everybody from from Chicago was on their feet. And in walked CM Punk. And that place was just on fire. Everybody was, ah. He just came walking out. And it it was crazy. Uh, I mean, I was I couldn't believe it. I was just so. Oh man! Like like I said, once his music hit, you guys can't hear it, but I'm watching it. That place just was jumping, and he came out. He stood there for a minute, and then he did its clobbering time, like he always does. He just came out, jeans and a t-shirt. And some people were saying that, oh, it's probably just trickery, that he's not going to come out. Someone else is going to come walking out. They're just trying to tease everyone. But no, CM Punk came walking out. And, oh, man, I'm getting, <laughs> getting goosebumps. But I seriously, I was I was the only one home. Everyone, I don't know where everyone else was. They were all gone. But I was, ah! I just, oh, I couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't. It was so loud in there. He goes up to the fans, starts hugging everybody. This is just what we saw on TV. There's a point where he stares at the cage because all the wrestlers are still in there. So they must have told them, don't leave. Everybody stay in, in the in the ring. Because he looks at the ring. We, don't, we, we, we see what he's looking at, but we don't see the actual ring. And he starts smiling. And then he goes and hugs the crowd and everything. And then he walks back to where he came out. And then that's that's the end of it. Minutes, maybe an hour later, who knows? The video started to come out. And there was some 
bad blood. I don't know if it was a work. Uh, Seth Rollins. He was going off. It was this was all just cell phone video of people, the fans that took it that were right there. He came out of the ring. He was standing at the bottom. Michael Cole and Corey Graves and all the security and other guys were holding Seth back. And he was just throwing the fingers up at Punk. Going, fuck you. Fuck you. He was just, he was going off. And, I mean, uh, Brian and I covered it when, when we did our uh, coverage for the Wrestler Returns on, on Survivor Series. We, we had a big discussion on this. So many different videos came out days later. I mean, as the, the the days after Survivor Series. But that was the main one of Seth Rollins going off. Then we saw some some uh, other videos of uh, Rhea Ripley, Mommy. She was kind of just sitting off to the side. She's staying kayfabe. She was just like, whatever, whatever. And, I mean, Cody Rhodes even jumped out of the ring to kind of hold Seth Rollins back. And there was videos. I mean, there were everyone was saying that nobody knew other than Triple H. That he was the only one that knew. I don't know, man, because we were thinking, is this a work? Uh, it's a the term for wrestling. Um, work. Uh, like, was this a, was? Did they all know he was coming, or was Seth Rollins really mad? I think he was really mad. I think I think he was. I mean, but a lot of people say, no, nah, man, it was a work. It was work. He knew it was coming. It was just a buildup. For Punk's return. But from what they were all saying. They didn't know he was coming. Um, then there was videos of Michael Cole. And Corey Graves. Standing at the announce table. Uh, before Punk's music hit. So I mean. They were saying oh we didn't know he was coming. I had a feeling they, they knew he was coming. Maybe they told him right before he came out. Because uh, they do have those earpieces in. They, they're speaking to the back. Like, hey man maybe uh, be ready. Seeing Punk's coming. Maybe they told him that because when they're they're standing there, then CM Punk's music hit. You see Michael Cole, his hands are in the air. I don't know. Maybe he's still cool with Punk. Corey Graves, I don't know. He was just standing there like he wasn't impressed. Maybe he had some bad blood with Punk too. Or maybe that's a work, his deal. Corey hasn't been in the ring for a while. He got hurt. But I, I think they did clear him. I don't know if they'll I hate Corey Graves. I didn't even like him when he was in the ring. Anyway, um, so he was just standing there. Look, Corey Graves was just looking, but Michael Cole was like rocking out to the song and everything. So I don't know. I kind of had a feeling those two probably knew. Did Seth Rollins know? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Again, maybe that was a work to show him why he was so mad. But there was a lot of people in, in the locker room that were like not happy with Punk coming back. Of course. I mean, Punk had a big blowout. He came back uh, to wrestling in uh, I think it was 2021, I believe, when he returned uh, for AEW uh, Rampage, when he came out, I was psyched about that because we knew he was coming back, and because they, they, there was rumors and everything. But then when he came, and also that was in Chicago, that was at the United Center. That was back in uh, August of uh, 2021 when Punk came back, and uh, so I was I was Jude. I think that was my favorite sports moment of that of that year. But when he came back, dude, I mean that was awesome then. But then they had some big backstage fight or whatever at one of the uh, AEW uh, pay-per-views. And everything just blew up. I mean, during the, the press conferences, it was I guess it was after a fight with Punk and the Young Bucks. And I think Kenny Omega was involved. 
and every, everybody just, ah, and Punk was like, man, because I'm old, I'm tired, and I just work with a bunch of kids. So he had a lot of shit to say during that press conference. And then once they all pretty much sat down, they got the whole story straight and what happened and everything, they ended up firing Punk from from AEW. So he, he was out. I think his like contract was like terminated last year, 2023, is when is, that. Is AEW still good? I remember for a minute there, uh, it was like the better product, but has that changed? Uh, I still like all the wrestlers that are there, male and female. But I mean, wrestling fans are hard to please. I mean, because a lot of people are are, are th- saying that AEW is tanking because there's a lot of pictures of their of their uh, live shows and everything, and other uh, TV shows and everything, and nobody's there. They were trying. They just had a, a pay per view um, over the weekend, I think, um, and there was all kinds of pictures like, "Oh, there's nobody, nobody here." But that was bullshit, man. Once the actual pay per view win, it was packed. It was sold out. So there was hella people. Um, Edge, the rated R superstar, he went to AEW. He's all elite, but he's not Edge anymore. He's uh, uh, Adam Cole. Uh, his name, not Adam Cole. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Adam Cole uh, is another guy. Um, you guys know fucking uh, Edge's name. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, but yeah, he's over there. Uh, he had a match. I mean, I love Edge. Yeah, he, he was he's only Edge in my eyes, everyone. Um, and he uh, there was a botch. He was gonna throw a guy through a, a burning table, and he basically threw him over. The table <laughs> over the table table. Adam Copeland is Edge. He threw him over the table, and I think just his feet hit <laughs> and everything. But hey, man, you you you, you can't hit uh, the spots all the time. So, but uh, so what we after the whole punk everything and everybody was flipping out. Everyone was juiced uh, and ready. Um, he he came to Raw. And he kind of was, he was saying some stuff and everybody was, everyone was hyped and everything was, 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 was reduced and everything. Um, but then he was kind of, he didn't know where he was going to go because he, he went to NXT, showed up there. He went to SmackDown, showed up there, but he ended up coming to Raw and signed with them. So CM Punk is, is going to be on Monday Night Raw. And he just had his, I think he had his first match. Uh, it wasn't a, a televised thing. It was that, uh, um, Madison Square Garden in New York, and uh, he beat up uh, Dirty Dom, Dominic Mysterio. I was like, really? You could beat up Dirty Dom? I get, well, I mean, cool. I mean, I'm sure Dominic was uh, was was jazzed to work with Punk. Um, I saw little bits of the match. I mean, Punk is what is is he is who he is. Yeah, he's older and everything. Um, some people are like, oh, he's probably just going to be messing up like he did at AEW. I think he looks better in shape now than he did when he was in AEW. Because when he came walking out, man, Punk looked like he was in shape. Man, he was in shape in AEW, but he looked like in better shape now. And there's people that throw together uh, the wrestling botches of CM Punk when he was AEW. He's old. He's old. He's much older, man. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. So we knew there was it was a buildup, and there, there's the the bad blood between Punk and Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins came out. Uh, and Punk were face to face with each other on Raw, 
And Seth Rollins, he was saying he at live shows, there's videos of him talking shit about Punk. But he's like, look, man, I'm willing to just let's get in the ring and settle it. So a lot of people are saying that Seth Rollins did know and it was all a work for him to be that mad at Punk's return. I'm sure he was mad that he because he Seth Rollins was like, I mean, this guy disrespected us, all of us and and WWE. And you're going to let him back. I get it. I mean, I, I, I understand. I, I understand Seth Rollins is, is, is hate for CM Punk. I get it. But I, like I always say, WWE is a business. Triple H, they said it. Cody Rose did too. Hey, man, if this is CM Punk returning is best for business. Hey, I'm all for it. And CM Punk said it on Raw after his first his first his first appearance back on Raw at the end. He was like, I ain't here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And I was like, yeah, that's the punk that I know. <laughs> uh, bring back the straight edge society. I doubt they'll ever do that again. But um, it's about money. And CM Punk, sure, after his uh, uh, Survivor Series appearance, his shirt went up on the uh, WWE shop. I didn't know that. One of my buddies was like, man, I got my shirt. Did you get one? I went right on there and bought my CM Punk shirt, his new one for WWE. And they they said that was like hotcakes. And it was just a pre-order for the shirt. So he's best for business, man. And he, he has a couple shirts already now. There's that one and there's a, he said something one night on Raw or whatever. He said, oh, man, hell must have froze over. They put that on a shirt and CM Punk on the back. I don't want that one. I got that first one, though. And, I mean, he's he's what's best for business. I mean, Triple H said it, Cody Rhodes said it, and everyone. As a business investment, yes. He's going to put asses in the seats. He's going to sell merchandise. Money in his pocket, money in WWE's pocket. So in a way, it was it was it was a good it was good for for WWE and Triple H knew that. I don't think Vince is a, a part of the. I think he's maybe a silent guy in the back. But Triple H, it was them. They worked it out because Triple H said, "Yeah, man, we sat down, we had uh, our talks and everything. We kind of just it was it was a long time ago. We just swept all that under the bridge. Let's move forward and work together." So. They they squashed that beef. I mean, Triple H, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's been in the ring. He's been there and back. Now he's a businessman. Will he ever come out of retirement in the ring? Maybe, probably. But I guarantee you, whatever's in that contract uh, for CM Punk and WWE, they probably told him, look, we don't want no bullshit that you did over at AEW. Because if that happens, don't sign this. So I think that they might have put something in there. You got to be professional. You can't be the asshole that you were. Uh, when you were working for us the first time and you can't be the asshole that you were over at AEW. So, I mean, I guarantee you there's something like that in there. I don't know. I mean, will we ever know? Maybe maybe when CM Punk retires and talks about it. But, I mean, he's he he's he's a good moneymaker. Everyone was going, oh, man, he's probably poor. That's why he came back. CM Punk didn't need this money. That's my opinion. He was on uh, Cole Cabana's podcast when they were cool. Uh, after he was let go from WWE all that years back. 
he was like, yeah, the money was good at, at WWE, but he just didn't like working there because of just some bullshit, that, mainly between him and Vince. But he was saying, he goes, I, I can do cons, uh, the con circuit, and make money. He said people always reach out to him to to go to these cons. Uh, I think it was Wizard World or whatever their E, whatever the E thing that goes on over there at their big Comic Con. Uh, he was saying, this is when the Wizard World, they had that there. He goes, look, man, they paid me 40 grand just to show up for four hours one day. Just to show up on top of the money that he makes for autographs and the pictures. So, I mean, you, so, you man. do that. You, you add up all that money. I mean, 40 grand for four hours. I mean, shit, how long, how long do we have to work to get 40 grand? He made it in four hours, and and then and then all the other money. So I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's just it's he, he's what's good for business and, and triple uh, triple H's eyes. So we'll see how it goes, everyone, uh, on on what's going to happen uh, with his uh, his time now in WWE. I hope it's good. I hope he doesn't be turned into the asshole that, that happened and, and all the shenanigans and everything. But as far as the beef with Seth Rollins, that match is coming. And I, CM Punk said he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Will he win? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would want him to win, but then uh, I don't know, man. I, people will be, ah, but butthurt and and everything if he if he does if he does win don't come in first i i, I don't think he'd come in first and then last however long the rumble's gonna last i mean edge he did it but that was all during the the pandemic royal rumble he came in first and won but man he was hella tired at the at the end of it um but i don't know we'll see how it goes but we all want to see that Seth Rollins and CM Punk match. Um, it better be good. I mean, if you guys know Seth Rollins on how he is in the ring, he's all over the place. High flyer, all of that. CM Punk was high flyer back in the day. Maybe not super high flyer. People will probably say he wasn't a high flyer, but he did. He dove off the top ropes and, and all that. But I don't know, man. I think Seth Rollins is, is, a, is a better wrestler than CM Punk. So, I don't know. We'll see. Just give us a good match. And, of course, there's going to be botches in it and, and everything. So, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens when they finally face face off in the ring. If they do face off, it'll probably be facing off uh, during the Royal Rumble. I don't know if uh, who's actually in the Royal Rumble yet. I haven't really looked into it yet. But CM Punk said he's in it. So we'll see. And if Seth Rollins is, you know, damn well, they're going to go after each other uh, during the, the Rumble. And it'll probably lead up into, if we do see that match, the, the singles match between them two, it'll be at WrestleMania. So we'll see how that happens. But, again, my sp uh, sports moment of the month is the return of CM Punk to WWE. And, Mommy, I love you. So... Just keep it up. I don't ever want to see her lose the belt. She is an awesome champion, and I want her to have it forever. But I'm sure somebody will take her from her. I mean, I don't want. I mean, Charlotte, I love you. You know that. Don't let her take it again. I, Charlotte 
she was she was what 16 15 or 16 time world champion come on Rhea Ripley's only had I think she's a four four time champion I think I, I can't remember she she hasn't had it that many times she had the raw she had the smackdown now she is the the world champion I think she she has the NXT champion as well so but I don't know I want mommy to hold on to that belt for a long time before she gets dethroned. She'll probably have to give it up once she gets married to to Buddy. But anyway. Oh, man. Um, you don't got anything else, do you? Because I think that's it. No. Um, I did randomly see this, though, uh, as we were recording. I didn't even know. Did you know a new Alien movie is coming out this year? They keep saying that. I don't know. I won't realize it until I see a real trailer, not these fake ones that everyone keeps making. Well, if it's coming out August 16th, I mean, they what's it called? Must have filmed it. Romulus. I just said you the thing. It's another alien movie, but unlike the two recent prequels, Romulus comes from director Fetty Alvarez instead of Ridley Scott. The premise is a familiar one. Things go bad on a space colony because of xenomorphs, but with the twist that it'll focus on teens and young adults this time, a unique angle for the series. Young people, young people from a distant world must face the most terrifying life form in the universe. Fede Alvarez, uh, also him written and Ro, Ro, Rondo say, uh, I think I'm totally saying that wrong. For you Freddy Alvarez fans, uh, Don't Breathe, awesome. Evil Dead, awesome. Uh, I Those are the only things that I've seen him. Uh, I know he's done other things before he started doing um, the uh, American stuff. Um, I haven't seen any of uh, his other things. El Conjundo or whatever. That's a short. Uh, I did see the episode he did for from Dusk Till Dawn series. Um, the girls, the girl in the spider, the spider's web. I, I hadn't seen that. Um, and then he, oh, he wrote, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one that's on Netflix. I liked it. Was it, was it the greatest? No. Um, but I, I think he could do it. Um, but I want to know, is he going to go blood and guts gory with it? Cause if you've seen the stuff he has done, especially evil dead, he went blood and guts gory. Uh, with it, so I don't know. I don't know who any of these actors. I'm on IMDb. Isabella Merced, uh, Kaylee Spenny, I think thinks they're Archie Renault. Well, Wait. they're all youngsters, right? I don't. I think I know who's David Johnson. He looks familiar. Oh no, he's not. I haven't. I haven't seen anything he's in. Um, Eileen Wu. She looks familiar too. Oh, I didn't see any of this stuff she's in. But all right, um, I'm in for it. the The poster looks cool. Have you seen it? Yes. Hulu. So it's not gonna be in the theater. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it says in the corner. Ah, <laughs> well, that's a good sign, possibly for uh, for your uh, gore. <laughs> 
I'd rather sit in a theater, man. I mean, I missed all the theater runs of Prey. Um, I want, I love that movie. I made it, made both of our lists, didn't it, last year? Prey? Did. Did. But I wanted to see it in the theater. I mean, it just sucks when you live in the middle of nowhere. But um, I'll watch it. I mean, I've seen all the other movies. Uh, which one call it's the worst one? Covenant. That movie was garbage. Trash. Um, I liked all the other ones. I liked both AVP movies. I don't care what any of you guys say. That thought those movies were stupid. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. But uh okay horror sci-fi we shall see uh what he does and um like i said i hope he goes blood and guts gore what is this fx alien show hmm. there's no oh fuck timothy oliphant's in it it's a series uh, he's the only one that I recognize in this cast. It's just called Alien on FX. Series based yeah. on the Alien film franchise. I heard that had been work in works for a while. Somebody, like of note, was uh, the like the showrunner behind it. Uh, it doesn't. I'm on IMDb. I don't see anything. It doesn't have any type of uh directors or any of that but i don't know we'll we'll see maybe it's just they're just pulling a chain but oh it says noah haley's alien series probably won't premiere until 2025 so yeah that's the guy that did uh the fargo series which i love and it's killing it right now with the the uh season season five of fargo so that's probably what's delayed it. The fact that they uh, revisited Fargo, but so you don't, yeah. I was like, you better just concentrate on that until you end it. Now, yeah, this. Well, Fargo's different every time, though. Every year is is different. I know, but I mean, so. you don't want to be doing that and then running over next door to to make these aliens. Just, yeah, <laughs> just finish finish out your series and yeah. then uh, start up with this one, but. They take time uh, too. Sometimes he takes time between like uh, was 2020 when Fargo uh, four was out, which like I said was set in the 20s, and yeah, now it's all these years later. Um, but yeah, this season is so good. Uh, Fargo. Is, it, is there any kind of trailer for this Alien? Oh, no, I'm saying I just heard about it. Like, I was, like, checking a list of uh, movies to look forward to this year, which, honestly, there weren't that many. <laughs> okay, here's something. It's two months ago. All right, sometimes these fake trailers, they just piece stuff up from the other alien movies. Yeah. I fell for that with uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> the Grand Theft Auto trailer leaked, but the first one I watched was a fake one. Yeah, this is fake. <laughs> that is a fake one. <laughs> so, shout out to the guys that made it, though. Oh, this is fake, too. Yeah, there's nothing out, everyone. This, these are all fake. 
So. Right. Oh man. Well, all right. I, I didn't know. It's the first time I I heard about it, so I'm ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. The AEW uh, pay per view that I was talking about is uh, World's End, with uh, Adam Copeland taking on um, Christian Christian Cage. You guys know that they're they're uh, they're buddies in real life, <laughs> but uh, once Edge came over, of course, he was going to go after Christian. And uh, I didn't see the match yet. I know the whole thing was on X and all that, everything. So I'll eventually sit down and uh, watch that match. But all right, everyone, that is our first best of episode. We still got a couple more for you, but we're going to end it with um, best, uh, our best top 10 best movies. So that's yep. later down, later this month. So here, gear up for that because I think there's two movies I need to watch before um i don't know they're either going to be added or not added but i i, I want to see them before we do that because um I, like i said before when we were talking about best of my list is over overflowed already so i'm really gonna have to crack down i'm looking at the list right now there's some that i can probably knock out um but, TV uh, was over. TV was overflowing for me. Movies were not. It was hard. Movies were harder to to get my ten together. I TV, have it together, yeah. but TV was a lot harder. TV, I had so many. TV, I don't, I don't, I can't even think. I'm not talking about Marvel and, and Star Wars TV. I'm talking yeah, about just that's regular TV. I got yeah. one show that just started. And I'm like, oh, we're only a few episodes in. I don't want to like, yeah, because that was like that Alaska show with Hillary Swank. It was good. I didn't want to put it on my last year's because it came out at the end and it was getting good. But so, but it went into this uh, 2023. It rolled into that. And then the, it ended shitty. So <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I didn't add it to that. And there's a show now that started in 2023 and it's still going now but it, it was hella good the first what episode are they up to now i want to say four no i think five episodes I, I won't say what the show is yeah but um on our on our on our I tv list i could i can't put it on this year though i mean 2023 all right, see, they're five episodes in now, but is that the bulk of the series? Let me see, because <laughs> if that's the bulk of the series is, and there's only a couple episodes left, then I'll throw it in best uh, of uh, 2023, because right now, man, I was like, ah, this show's hella good. Um, the first season made my list last year, either last year or the year before. Um... Okay, how many episodes this season? Okay, there's three more episodes. So the bulk of the series. All right, I, I can I all right, I can add it to um 2023 yeah. because there's yeah, only three yeah. there's three there's only three episodes left in it. So but because that Alaska show, whatever the hell it was called, there was like that bulk of the series was 2023. And I was I was let down with the ending. <laughs> it was a good series. Don't get me wrong, but 
it, the ending kind of like, hey, that's it. <laughs> so uh, I don't think that show's coming back. Hillary's probably doing, Hillary Swank's probably doing other stuff, but uh, do check it out. I think it was on Hulu. Mystery or Alaska something. I, I can't remember the name of it. But Wasn't it Daily? Alaska Daily, I guess. I don't remember. <laughs> but let me see. It's okay. Alaska Daily. Yeah, it was already canceled. It says right here, Alaska Daily canceled. ABC has canceled Alaska Daily, so there won't be a second season. Okay. Well, the way it ended, I didn't think there was going to be a, a second season. But, all right. And like I said, it started out good. Then it just kind of went into a wall. So, but, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back for more. Just give us a little more time to scrape it, especially me for TV. So I got—I don't even know what. I can't just have one best of <laughs> series. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I got, it, it was, it was a lot of. I got 10, and it was a lot harder to, to, to nail TV down than movies. Movies is the one I was scraping together. Movies, I was a lot tougher on, but TV, it was like, oh, it was hard to make the cuts. I got like 30 movies in this list, and I got to rake it down to 10. I got 10, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six honorables. So I had like 16 movies, I guess you could say. Well, I don't know. I mean, I got to sit down and figure it out and watch uh, the other two movies that I need to watch. So I have yep. no idea. And who are you? Because I don't know who you are. I'm, I'm looking on Facebook. <laughs> Someone sent me a friend request. Um, but, yeah, I got to look at 2023 TV. I have no idea, uh, boys and girls, other than the show that uh, I started watching um so i can't i can't go into if anything it'd have to be streaming um and i didn't do that much uh tv series i mean there is there is a lot and i just don't know what what was out there justified there was those did that come back Yes. Or was it just a was it a no, series? It yeah, a series or a, just a it was a new series. It was like uh justified city grime or something to that effect. City primeval. Yes. How many episodes? One, two, three, four, eight. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know everyone. I mean, I love Justified. It, it was an it was an awesome series, but um, I don't I don't do I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be tough to pick TV. Really? I mean, hmm, I don't know everyone. We'll we'll see. I don't, I don't want to think about it now, but yeah, we still got those. We got we're throwing comic book movies and comic TV and Star Wars and all that in one. In one show, <laughs> so because what were the TV shows Marvel wise? Was it just two? Yeah. See, there's only uh, there's only a handful, which that makes it harder. There was uh, two Star Wars shows and three Marvel ones. So 
Oh, the Marvel ones. Loki. Yes. Well, the other two. What if and Secret Invasion? Oh, Secret Invasion was boring. Um. I'll know. just say it right now: Secret Invasion <laughs> is probably the worst thing yes. that's ever happened in the MCU. <laughs> It's uh, if you have uh, to rank the MCU and there's something at the bottom, it's sadly it's secret it's invasion. Secret invasion. Ah, it was no uh what was that show I liked? That got Moon canceled. Night. No. The other one. <laughs> I liked it and everybody hated it's Marvel. it. No. It was on ABC. Um Inhumans. Uh, Inhumans, yeah. It's on uh, Disney Plus. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. I liked it. It was corny and stupid. That's probably the reason I liked it. But ah, anyway. But all right, everyone. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back uh, with more. So uh, again, thank you everyone so much for listening. To all the stuff we had to talk about this episode and all 2023. Go back and listen to our our last episode of 2023, episode 300. Yeah, uh, 301 will be out after all our best of stuff. So. Uh, anyway, yeah, be safe out there. Um, check us out on everything uh, that you do. You find us on, uh, find us over on Facebook. Uh, go over down below and click on the link and listen to our Spotify feed. Got stuff over there. Um, go follow us on YouTube. Pick up a T-shirt at T Public. Uh, new design coming. Shout out to Steve. Um, X at East Society Pod at Macnes Pod at the Ozisu Instagram at East Society Pod at the Zisu at Macnes Pod, uh, TikTok at East Society Pod, and um, all that everything. And uh, shout out to uh, Mixlaw Beat Productions. Go to www.mixlawproduction.com. Uh, been with us from the beginning. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll eventually, I need, I need to reach out to him, we'll get him on here at some point. Um, but yeah, everyone, uh, that's it this episode. So come back for more. So until next time, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe. And we'll see you next time. Peace, society.